Hey, podcast listeners, welcome to season two, episode two of Brain Lava. It's Timo Dia's podcast on all things marketing and technology. I'm Patty Rio, president of Odia, and I have a super special guest today. Andrea Durfee is a marketing and communications strategist and consultant who I have had the pleasure of knowing for, not to age us, Andrea, but I would say 15 years. Uh, probably more closer to 20. So <laughs> we both started when we were in diapers. Andrea was exactly. my account rep, account manager uh, in my last in-house gig before I started freelancing, before I started this this crazy biz owner journey. So uh, Andrea had to deal with me as a client, but that's stories for another day. <laughs> you were a dream. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> So I'm super excited that Andrea said yes to our invitation to come on Brain Lava this week. You know, everyone's doing kind of those 2020 projections, so heaven forbid we not jump in. So we're going to go ahead and add in our thoughts, and I'm extremely excited that Andrea is going to be here to to help me Thank you. kind of flush out some of my thoughts, add in her thoughts, and, and just kind of do that. What do we think 2020 is going to bring? Great. Thanks for having me, Patty. I've Appreciate the invitation. Of course, of course. So, you know, I kind of feel like I'm a bit of a broken record. So anyone who's listened to Brain Lava, any of our current clients or anyone that that knows me is going to hear the exact same things I think I've been talking about for two years, if not more. But I'm going to say them again anyways. And number one that I'm going to start with is 2020 is again going to be the year of your brand. So if you haven't invested in your brand, if you think you don't have a brand, guess what you do. But I think it's again going to be a year where you need to determine and develop your brand because at the end, it's the only thing that matters. Would you agree with me, Andrea? Absolutely. You know, I think you you touched on something there. People don't think that they have a brand, but they do. Your brand is your operations, your culture and communication. So it's not just what you're putting out there, it's how you live as an organization. And you need to take that and you need to be able to represent that to your potential customers. And it's it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, not easy um, at all. You've got a brand, it's just a matter of discovering that and uncovering what it is. Yeah, so we use a couple different describers of the brand. So one I love is Seth Godin's. And Seth is that it's the set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that together account for why I choose one product over another. If I don't have those expectations, memories, or stories, or relationship, it's what I think I know. So to your point, Andrea, if I've had an interaction with you, if you are out there as fly the friendly skies and I get the least friendly customer service rep on the phone, if you're not living your brand, suddenly your brand degrades right in front of my eyes. Absolutely. And in today's social media yeah. world, um, you know, it, it degrades, you know, in front of your eyes because the one bad experience is pushed out to everybody's followers and then people just kind of add to it and feed on it. And um, next thing you know, there's a, there's a big social media firestorm out there that you've got to deal with. Yeah. Next, next thing you know, you're United Airlines with a, a bloody passenger <laughs> being pulled off, right? I think that was 2019. Exactly. So, yes. Yes. So if you haven't invested in your brand, 
both from a marketing and communications, but also from an operational side, which I love you bringing up, Andrea, uh, 2020 is the year to do it. That's our first tip. Second thing, oh my gosh, if I had a penny for every time I said video within the last three years, it's still going to be the year's video. It is still, you know, that passive ability to consume content that I don't have to, you know, stop and read that I can be walking and listening or watching like video and that immersive experience, everything that goes into it. I really still do believe that it's, it's where investment needs to go as you're looking at your marketing budget in 2020. Absolutely. And the great thing is, you know, you said that word investment, but compared to, you know, aging ourselves again, you know, 20 years ago and, and 30 years ago when we first started, that investment was significantly larger. There are so many opportunities today. Don't be daunted by, oh gosh, I've got to shoot a video. You see commercials out there that are, you know, shot with an iPhone. You know, there's lots of ways to get that content that doesn't have to break the bank and can be very creative and interesting and engaging. And it can be used across a number of different platforms. You can link to it in direct communications on your website, in social media. It's just a great tool to have in your arsenal when you're trying to reach a number of different audiences. You've got to remember that everybody consumes information differently and particularly kind of in today's environment people want things that they can quickly consume and digest and you know video is a great way to get that message out there yeah I will add that I do think that some folks hear us say that and talk about that and say you can use your iPhone and they immediately think that it's cheap and what I will be real honest and say is that even those iPhone videos that you think someone just shot and put up, there's a lot of editing time that actually goes into those. And I don't think folks that's always true. remember that. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, the editing stays the same, but at least you don't have to go in studio necessarily. Sometimes you do, but, you know, when I was saying that the lower investment and thinking the the production dollars itself versus editing that's still very very important yeah i won't talk about being in the the giant editing suite early on in my days and i mean i'm not saying it was tape but i'm not saying it wasn't tape <laughs> that it wasn't exactly I'm just not I mean, we're just not going to talk about it <laughs> so you're working on your brand you're investing in your brand you've spent some money on some great video assets and you're editing them and you're getting them out there the, my, my third 2020, and I lived this in 2019, and I'm going to continue to live it, and Odia is going to continue to live it in 2020, is if you're in B2B, there's no better place to be than LinkedIn. It is continuing to outperform lots of other mediums. It is continuing to grow the amount of folks who... I always think, of course, everyone who's a professional is already on LinkedIn. And then I see the stats of, you know, every week, the graduating class of Harvard's numbers are joining, you know, LinkedIn. Like that's how many new folks every month are, are, or every week are coming on. So that's always surprising to me because I just think the whole world's already there. There's a lot of folks who are, and there's a lot of really strong, great content going on. LinkedIn's come out with some really great tools with Sales Navigator. A lot of our clients right now are equally interested in not only attracting new business, but also attracting top talent still really tight for talent right now. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's kind of the core of LinkedIn. So I'm going to be saying LinkedIn a million times in 2020. 
Yeah, and I do think the one thing with LinkedIn is that it is probably of the different social media platforms out from the most multi-generational because you do have those younger folks who are just starting their careers going out there to, you know, look for jobs or, you know, try to find information about training yeah. and whatever else might be out there. You know, established folks are out there putting out thought leadership pieces, looking for thought leadership and information. So you you kind of run the gamut, whereas some of the other platforms tend to be, you know, more for the, the millennials or the younger generation when you look at Snapchat and things like that. And Facebook tends to be, you know, as my daughter always says, Mom, that's for folks your age. It's for old folks. You know? <laughs> ew. But, um, ew. But jokes on her. She had to join it for school. So, so now I can tell. I totally agree with you that LinkedIn is a great way, particularly for B2B, to kind of further your brand and kind of you know, get your messaging out there. The other thing that I'm seeing more and more of, because you know, I've already aged myself and said I'm out there on Facebook, you know, Facebook is still huge. People think that it's it's dwindling, you know, but there's like over 2 billion Facebook users. And I think I read a stat the other day, like 75% of them log in every day. But what I'm seeing more and more is more B2B type content Mm -hmm. kind of linking or, you know, leaking into Facebook because of all the data that's out there and, you know, them able to kind of link across platforms and your activity that it, that you're engaging in online and what you're searching for. All of that stuff is feeding into a Facebook feed as well. So they know that this is what I do, you know, marketing in particular. I'm getting more and more things fed to me as a marketer versus a mom of a college age daughter. So it's interesting that it's not just that social platform anymore. Business is starting to creep in there as well. Yeah, business looking for other business buyers, not just shoes and makeup and everything that we typically toys that we think are on there, which makes sense, right? I remember having this conversation Mm -hmm. with a client who was, you know, worried about doing some of the remarketing and, you know, because they were a B2B and they're like, do they really want to see my product in their B2C world? And I said, you know, Tom, husband Tom listens to ESPN every morning and for every B2C purchase commercial, I would say there's now mm-hmm. pretty close to a one-to-one B2B purchase, whether that's yep. you know factoring your accounts receivable, whether it's a business loan, whether it's Indeed and hiring, whether it's yep. commercial real estate, like he's listening to it as a sports fan. This, he's listening to it as a human person for his personal enjoyment, but B2B companies are all over that radio station. Absolutely. In case he's a business owner, in case he's a hiring manager, in case he's responsible for the commercial building or location. And I think the exact same thing's happening in social media. Yep. There's so much data out there about people and, and what their interests are and what they do in their life that companies and organizations are just going to look, okay, how can we reach them? And I think anything is kind of fair game these days, you know. That's why you don't just see, I think, more and more, let's look at the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks and, you know, maybe we can do a follow-up on that. Just kind of let's kind of keep a, a hash mark list of how many of the commercials on the Super Bowl are B2B versus B2C because I think we're going to see some more kind of B2B type content. A hundred percent. 
Yeah. I mean, you're still human, no matter if we found that in B2B as the expectations of folks are, if Amazon can do it, why can't you while I'm sitting in my office, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I've got the same expectation of my bank portal when I go in as Patty, the owner of Odia, as I do when I go in as, as, you know, Patty, a human, a person. Exactly. Those same expectations. So B2B really has had to kind of rise to the level of B2C from a certainly technology standpoint. Yeah, it's it's hard to separate that because you're always, because you do it at work too. You know, when you're working, you're always a consumer as well. So, you know, the same holds true. You know, when you're a consumer, your work persona does kind of creep in there as well. A hundred percent. Cool. So listen in for more of our podcast. You're obviously going to hear brand this year. You're going to hear video this year. You're going to hear LinkedIn. If we can convince Andrea to come back on, she's going to share more of her B2C social world. And I love the thought of looking at the Super Bowl, keeping track of how much really was B2C, how much is B2B, and how do those two for you and I early on to completely different divergent worlds, what you did in one, you didn't do in the other, how those are now morphing together. Absolutely. Cool. So that's our 2020 predictions. I don't have a Super Bowl winner production, but <laughs> I, I do know that marketing is going to keep being fun. So I hope you'll keep joining us. Andrea, come back. Do this I more will. often with Thank us. Thank you. Cool. Uh, to users, you guys know we love to hear from you, love your suggestions, love your questions. So you can find us at hello at teamodia or www.teamodia.com. So until next time, thanks for joining us, Andrea. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you.